Hello and welcome to the podcast Spooky Saturday. We are here to question the suspicious, investigate the intriguing, and do our best to distinguish fact from fiction. Each episode, we dive headfirst into a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, history, and more to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spooky Saturday. We have a special broadcast from our friends at the television. Please get, please, wait, okay, now it's, now it's ready. Okay, now you should hear us. Please get ready for this special broadcast from our friends at the television. Oh boy. It's 2 a.m., January 1st, year 2000. Power's out. It's pitch black. You need light. If you planned ahead, you'll have one of these. Just wind it up. You'll have light and communication. Call now and get the ultimate Y2K survival kit from BeCalm.com. You'll receive the Sunburst, the premier wind-up and solar-powered flashlight and radio, a video resource guide with real advice from leading experts, a diagnostic computer program to test your PC. You'll receive three soup samples from Hourglass Foods, food storage you'll want to eat. Plus, you'll receive a step-by-step guide that will show you how to prepare without wasting a single penny. Oh wait, I'll call the number. I can do it right now. Oh my god. You get the wind up and solar powered flashlight radio. It doesn't disappear. What was it? One eight hundred three zero three eight seven four seven. No, doesn't exist anymore. Sad. Doesn't exist anymore. Kayla tried though. I did try. Anyway, I have some more of these wonderful YouTube videos that we're going to pepper throughout this episode. Only 40, $49.95 in the year 2000 is a lot of money. Yeah. I, yeah, I was like, with the inflation, that would be like, what, like $250? Who knows? I'm like, that's like a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I went, I went, to, the, I went to the post office the other day, and we have like a little post office that has like little gifts and stuff. It's like a little cute, like cafe post office and i was like gonna buy a candle i was like i need some serotonin i'm gonna buy this candle you know yeah it was 30 dollars for a tiny candle and i was like like, oh my god i want this candle but i was like did inflation happen again did i not know is it y2k again it's y2k again 20 2021 that seems like a number that shouldn't be allowed to exist anyway so so we did some research on y2k and i how I don't know how old I was. I was born in 86, so someone who's better at math, how old was oh, I? Oh, wait. I always I think have I to, like, 14. subtract it. I think I was 14. Wait. 2000. Yeah, I think I was 14. Yeah, you were 14, yeah. and I was 11. Yeah. I was 11 at that time. As far as current events, other than the Utah monolith, everyone, I haven't, um, which is horrifying and you know, they said it was made by humans, but I don't believe that. Yeah, I Jack showed me a TikTok where this guy was looking at it and it was pointing directly north. Like, I don't know. I don't it know, seems man. Pretty thin. It seems like aliens. I don't know, man. I don't know. I Yeah, it sounds like aliens to me. It yeah. sounds like aliens to me. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. I didn't, like, research it because I got too scared. <laughs> when I would see articles about it from afar, I was like, I don't need to look at those. And then oh, yeah. Jack showed me the TikToks and I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I saw that Cupcake Valkyrie that, that they specified that it was created with human made rivets. Why would they need to specify that it was human made rivets? Hmm? Also, how would they know what non human made rivets look right. like? Right. No, it was human made or non human made. Who knows? Hmm. 
Sounds suspicious to me. Yeah. No QAnon updates for me. I got into a different rabbit hole because, well, they're they're like all over the place right now because obviously Trump lost. And so they're all just losing their they're losing their minds and just running around in circles going, oh, no, trust the plan. Like, but they're <laughs> my favorite is a subreddit called Info Warrior Rides. This is what my favorite. It's my favorite new like rabbit hole that I went down and it's people's cars that uh they have like were mad about the election and so they've like the people with like the trump flags and like 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 the jesus stuff like written all you've seen like trailers with like signs all over them that say like jesus and like you know what i'm talking about like people just decide didn't i send you a picture like i went to the store one day like last year and i walked outside and there was a van parked next to my car that was white and it just had spray paint red letters about trump all over it and i was like ooh. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. It was like the. It was like that. But this is like just people, them in the wild, and people are taking pictures of them, and it's just like people like like own the libs by using like sharpie on their truck bed. <laughs> it's just like very funny. Oh, there's a oh. there's someone who lives uh, down the street from me who's still hanging a "Make Liberals Cry Again" 2020 cool. flag, and I'm like, hold on to that faith, buddy. <laughs> yeah. All, all right. Got. Sure. Whatever you want to believe. Cupcake also said the current running conspiracy is that the mask mandates are a test run for a government-forced obedience in preparation for Bill Gates to release a COVID vaccine that implants microchips in people to bring them under control of the Zionists. Oh, I did hear that one, yeah. I did hear that one. I did hear that. Wow. I don't know. Wow, wow, wow. It's gone to the point where I'm just like, all right, like, you you can't trust the plan anymore. Like, you can't, like, there's no, I don't know. I haven't researched into it recently just because I've been playing... Disco Elysium. It's a fun RPG game that I've been like meaning to play. I saw that you were talking about that, and yeah, I googled it because I had never heard of it. I think you'd like it a lot, like because hmm. it's very like it's it's that like Planescape, like Baldur's Ooh. Gate style RPG, but you're in some like alternate reality, and you're just like a drunk police officer. But like it's super funny. There's lots of reading and stuff, but it's really really funny. Interesting. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Oh my god, Disney. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. It's just anti-Semitism. Like every like QAnon boils down to racism, anti-Semitism, and just like I don't know, fear of progress. I'm not sure. <laughs> so, but yeah, I do recommend playing Disco Elysium. It's fun. I needed a cold weather RPG to just snuggle into yeah. and like get get involved, like just get sucked into a world that's not our own. So it's been very fun. Yeah, we all need that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all need that. So, do you have any current events other than the other than the Utah monolith, which was clearly made with human rivets? Human rivets. <laughs> Humans. Um, no, I don't. I don't have anything that comes to mind. The only thing I wanted to bring up in talking about Y two K, which was this interesting thing that when it turned, when it turned twenty twenty, someone told me this like dumb thing that they they believed that if you didn't write 2020 on your checks or something and you just had like two one 20 Mm -hmm. people would think it was from 1920 and you had to (laughs) specify 2020 like someone told them that and they believed it i was like oh yes people will see my doctor strange checks and think that they're from 1920 (laughs) if i don't write 2020 on it it was the dumbest thing i had ever heard i was just stared at her i was like no (laughs) she was like yeah people will be able to commit fraud now because of this and i was like what this is some year 2000 logic that you're you're spewing 
That's cool. They have Doctor Strange checks. I want Doctor Strange checks. That's I do. Sick. Like I ordered like hundreds of them back when I think the movie came out. Yeah. Uh, because I needed new checks and that was the design that I wanted. And um, I have not run out. Nice. Because <laughs> so, that's I sick. Mean, I write a check for rent every month and that's mainly it. So I have them forever. Yeah, they're a bunch. I would show them to you, but they have my bank account information. And so I'm not holding <laughs> them up on a stream. <laughs> I am smarter than that. Yeah. And also, um, I added, if anyone has been wanting cardigans, I like secretly slipped in some cardigans in the shop. So, and the, and the, the cup. So if any, before we keep going, if anyone has been wanting a cardigan, they're in the shop. I just slipped them in. Oh, and another thing is we did put up our first Patreon exclusive podcast episode onto the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash spooky Saturday. Any tier is able to listen to it. Um, so, and that one was a and a one. So we answered a lot of questions and talked about a lot of things that we like. And if you have any thoughts about what else you'd like us to do, these could be more informal because that was yeah. fun to be more informal. But if you have any thoughts about what you'd like to hear from us in the future for those episodes, let us know. Yeah. So if you are a part of the, um, Tussle Burb, thank you for subscribing. Yay. Um, actually, t- 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 I, 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 that's tassel burb. It's my fault because I didn't label the last cardigans before. We always had plus size cardigans. I just like didn't know how to label them. So I finally was like, this will be clearer to people because I actually oh, need to tell them that- the sizes. I put it in the title. I was like, these are the sizes. This and then so so they were always there, but I finally like labeled them right. Yeah, they're very large for everybody. Yeah. They're like meant to be like in the description. When we say that it's like a blanket, it is yeah. like a blanket. But they, very I big. would say like they comfortably go up to like three X mm-hmm. or to four X. Like they're very comfy and they're they're wonderful and I love them. And if you like comfy cardigans, get it. There is a difference between obviously the large size and the small size. Yes, I would honestly say that extra small is pushing it because you might just be swimming in it. But at the same time, you might that's like also, that. That's a look. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and where's that? That's at Etsy.com slash we slash shop slash we crowing hens. Yeah. But um, I didn't post the cardigans or anything on Twitter. I did a little Instagram story. I'm just trying to keep it under the table so that they can sell out slower so I can ship them slower. Yeah. <laughs> because if I have to do it all at once, I start losing my mind. So, um, yes. What else was I going to say? Yeah, I liked our Patreon exclusive episode a lot. So if you guys are part of the Patreon, you should listen to it. It's very funny. Um, we had a good time. So would you guys still like to watch another another year 2000s video? Yes. Or Let's, 1999. 1999 um, pre-2000 Survival video. film? Yes. And I'm going to put Nuggie away while we're doing it because he's okay. wildin'. Okay. Time for time for more time for more videos. Settle in. Grab your, grab your peep corn. Grab your pigeon. Grab your pigeon. Grab your peep corn. Here we go. The incredible events facing the world in the coming months as the year 2000 approaches will cause many to question what lies ahead for the world. A growing fascination with the prophecies regarding events that will transpire in the last days is already causing many to re-examine their view of the world. But the fate of nations is not necessarily the fate of individuals. (laughs) Those who fully Mm, understand what is Mm. happening around them and are prepared to meet the challenge have the best chance of surviving the coming events 
more the or less intact. This is the PAX broadcast? Obviously. Okay, I don't know what even that is. Is that the Jesus channel? Time, <laughs> is it? Approved, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the Remember, Jesus channel. All of this will begin on January 1st. In most parts of the world, that's the dead of winter. Oh. Many cities worried about pollution have made wood and coal-burning stoves and fireplaces it's illegal. I don't have the audio Fireplaces are illegal. Did you hear that? No, I don't have the audio on because no I can't food, play it while we're on the mic. Oh, yeah. It seems he very said fire scary. No government agencies to turn to for help. What you have in your pantry is what you will have to get by on. And the chances are that nothing else will be available oh, at any price. Distinguished young Which gentleman. brings us to another very important aspect of this whole dilemma. Money and the global financial structure. I think Y2K financially <laughs> can be devastating for this nation. This guy's the founder of the year 2000 National Education Task Force. From the Whoa! Wait, okay. And some Does would that, suggest that, that computers are the rivets, if yeah. you will, that That's have held together this economy. Matter of fact, you could even go further to make the argument Man, so that computers have made us so as fun. productive of a nation as we are to make us as profitable of a nation as we are. But when those rivets start to break, <laughs> The economy starts to break. When the economy starts to break, <laughs> profits Typing. start to break, the economy falls apart. Typing. And then you go back to the only things that have a real tangible Human-made rivets! Is it possible that bank runs and or a Human worldwide rivets. economic crisis unfolding as a result of the Y2K problem could abolish all paper currency and coins throughout the world? I believe that one of the most dangerous potentials of Y2K is that we could be pushed This guy is the author of Y2K Crisis, society. the coming computer there was actually legislation something. passed <laughs> in 1987, uh, which is a, a large banking bill, which gives I the wish, government the I ability in time of crisis to closer to that goal than you might think. All right. Oh my gosh. No, no, not another one. Get out of here. <laughs> Purple Mohawk 27 said, remember typing classes? I do. They All don't right, do that anymore. They don't. Here's it's one weird. more. This is, I think this is also from the, the reason why we're looking at these is because they are the most ridiculous ones that I could find. <laughs> like, I love that. Like by far. And because they're from the PAX channel. Okay, Which apparently here, is, is now Ion. I'll put our heads cool. together and figure out a good home storage plan. <laughs> We better this, know what this we have family, on hand I can't. I uh, can't. If we can't, can't. get money right away or go to the store. Well, we need to get about 100 pizzas. <laughs> oh, this is very serious. Okay, well, if you like to eat the pizzas cold. He <laughs> said we need to get 100 pizzas. Huh? Right. I mean, you know, oh. without electricity, uh, <laughs> you can't run a microwave. About 100. Hey, and that's not going to last. That runs on That's propane. perishable. Now there's a good idea. This see, okay. that's us. Right. That kid's so, us. This uh, is why they hate millennials because they're like the world's uh, ending. What do you need to do? On Get a hundred pizzas. A hundred lunchables. Yes. For us here. <laughs> this family is on the right track. Planning and a practical home storage plan are all important <laughs> things to consider. But you may discover that there are other options that make more sense for you and your family. Oops. Well, no. Stop. It's no. Stop. <laughs> 2 a.m. January 1st, 2000. Okay. Uh, we have more videos coming up, but that's enough for now. We're going we're gonna to cover cover those. So, yeah. Uh, so, you were 14 and I was 11. Yeah. I remember staying up that night and for some reason being convinced at midnight... I think in my mind, even at 11, I was like, will it be at midnight or will it be at like just like a couple hours after that? 
And I remember just playing PlayStation games in the basement, just like being like, all right, got to stay oh. up, see what happens. Tav Nazian, who can actually do math, math, said that those videos were from 99. So I was 13 and you were 10. Yeah. I remember, I just remember vividly, I think I was playing like some crappy PlayStation game. I can't remember. Not, or maybe I was playing Mid- Medieval. Do you remember that series? Yes. I really yeah. liked those. So I was, I might've been playing that at the time. But I remember staying up on purpose and being like, can't wait to see the power go out and panic, I guess. And my parents just did not buy into it at all. I don't remember that they said anything about it ever. I just feel like they were just like, no, (laughs) it's not going to happen. Like, no, there was no panic in my family. But I being a conspiracy theorist at the age of 10 slash 11, I was like, something's going to happen. Something's going to Computers are going to explode. I don't know. I remember having a very distinct thought that night where I was just like, okay, I'm in California, okay? Like, I grew up in California. I was in California. I was like, other than Hawaii, we're like the last in the entire world to have this happen. So I was like, if the East Coast blows up, then I guess I'll worry. But like, and then like New Year's hit in the East Coast, and I was like, oh, okay, the East Coast didn't blow up, so I guess we're fine. And then like... My dad went out and hit pots and pans for the new year and like I heard gunshots, so I just went inside. So nice. <laughs> uh, so I was yeah. I was over there on the East Coast ho- holding down the fort and then, you know, I was like <laughs> maybe at 3 a.m. when the West Coast gets it, maybe it'll be bad times. So I was on the other spectrum. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we see we both had these like or you were just like maybe by the time it reaches the west coast that's when that's when it shit's going to hit the fan, right? Yep. And then yeah. and then like I think I had a thought like what about other parts of the world? <laughs> like when is the latest possible oh moment god. that it's midnight on this earth? <laughs> yeah. Like Oh my I god. Don't know. Purple, Purple Mohawk said, "So I learned after that my grandpa pa- after my grandpa passed away that he and a group of friends bought rations Holy water, two liters of water, 200 gas masks, because he thought the world was ending in 2000, and we didn't find out until after he passed away when we went through his things. Oh, my God. Wow. Do you still have that holy water, though? Because that yeah, seems very sounds, useful. That never goes bad. God. <laughs> that's a, it is a lot of gas masks. Yeah, Grandpa was ready. I mean, yeah, if you have a gas mask, you can use that now. Retroactively useful, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's a very good way to keep the Rona out. But yeah, so I I watched Kayla got some articles. I mostly went the YouTube route because I wanted to see I wanted to see the videos to of the, of the source. <laughs> Transport yourself yeah. back to I the did, time. I did find a really interesting educational video, which I I don't know if I linked in the show. I'm going I don't know. I, I lost it. I don't know where it went. But anyway, pretty much what they were talking about, and I thought this was like was actually really interesting, is that the reason why so much tech blew up in India is because of Y2K. And I didn't know that. I so didn't know that either. People, like, someone in chat, I didn't see who was saying it. Someone in chat was saying that their parent was a tech person. So they actually did have to update all the software. Like, so tech people were working really hard to make sure that nothing bad happened. Like, it was actually a thing where they had to work to fix the software. But because they needed these, like, programs and chips or whatever to fix the software, they sent they sent it overseas to India because they needed a ton of people to do it. So, and there was a, a Microsoft office in India. So Microsoft like hired all these people in India to help pretty much fix the Y2K problem. And then ever since, India's had a really big IT workforce ever since then. Interesting. So, 
Yeah, so they were, like, yeah, I think they were actually, like, people were actually, like, there would have been a lot of problems, but they had a fix for it. So, and I have a video for that, too, but I don't, it's up to you, Kayla, if you want to talk about your stuff first. Because I have a video talking about, like, more or less, like, what will, what fixed it, like, I guess, like, what, one of the things that fixed the thing, so. Yeah, it can kind of talk about this article I found from 1999, um, which I think kind of touches on that, and then maybe we can watch the video, yeah. if that works. I will say, I didn't mention this, but the reason that I, I, that we're, one of the reasons that we wanted to talk about Y2K is because there's a youth that I work with. She is a youth. Um, and she told me that, like, I was having a conversation with her and she referred to Y2K as the 2000s, like early 2000s, mm-hmm. not as the turning of the year oh, 2000. Interesting. That's interesting. So I was like, what? Apparently that's what it is. And when I'm on TikTok, which is where the youths are, they do hashtag stuff Y2K. And I'm like, that Why? is wrong. It is, it was an event. It is not a, like, So wait, what do they hashtag time. Y2K? Like styles or? Yeah, like early 2000s kind of style. Huh. Like, that's what they call it is Y2K. And I'm like, that is incorrect. Um, yeah, like the Y is for year, 2K stands for 2000. So yeah. I, I have no idea how it morphed into that. But she's like 24, 23, 24. And she told me that's, that's what she's always known it as, is it means like the 2000s, which is bizarre to me. Um, Cupcake Valkyrie in chat said, my uncle knew a guy that liquidated all of his assets and converted it into gold at a loss because he was sure the banking system would crash and all money would become worthless. If I recall, he converted like $200,000 worth of assets into around $50,000 in gold. He was unsurprisingly very depressed afterwards for a while. Ron Swanson (laughs) over here is what it sounds like. Right? Yeah. At least like if you do something like that and end up with that much gold, at least like sleep on it or something like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Like at least like you know, take advantage Bury it, of it, make a treasure map. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. That would be fun. So the article I found was from Sun Sen- the Sun Sentinel, which is the South Florida news oh boy. website. And this is from July 1st, 1999. And it says small businesses may not be ready for Y2K bug. And it says with government, big business and the major utilities feeling fully prepared for the millennium bug, state and national Y2K authorities... <laughs> Y2K authorities are are worrying now about the little guy. The lights will stay on. The dial tone will sound. The ATM should still spew cash, assuming there's enough money in bank accounts. A form of state and national Y2K experts said. But with those worries over, it is small businesses, the mom and pop operations throughout South Florida and elsewhere that may not have their computers fixed Mm. for the switch to the 21st century. And they explain that, yes, they're going to have to... Fix their computers, do, do, do. And it says, programmers years ago, in an effort to conserve memory space in computers, used two numbers to recognize dates. The year 1999 would be recognized by two digits 99. The fear is that when 2000 hits, the computer will read the 00 as 1900, not 2000. This could mm. cause some systems to shut down. So that was my, that's my understanding of the explanation of the panic. Yeah, I mean, that seemed to be the... And they, like, that seemed to be the main problem. I, like, one thing that I read was that some computer messed up and, like, didn't give the right information for someone's child who was being born. And, like, they ended up, like, being born, like, stillborn or something. I don't know. Something, like, where it messed up some medical computer. Like, and I was like, okay, that sounds bad. But, like, a plane didn't fall out of the sky. Yeah. 
that's what the fear about Y2K was. And that's why that check thing made me laugh. Because I was like, what is this? The year 2000? You think everybody's going to be like, 1920? This check from 1920. It was just really stupid. But yeah, so that was like an actual article where they go on to say like, small businesses did not have the luxury of having someone uh, in tech involved in like upgrading their computers. And the main concern was those small computers and PCs just like yeah. catching on fire because they don't understand that it's not 1900 and they're like, we aren't, yeah. don't exist yet. And then they have to die. So yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it seems like, it seems like without the hard work of the tech people that like, it actually would have been bad. Like, I mean, it would have, yeah. a lot of systems, it, it would have yeah, been like inconvenient shut down, which it would have been bad, but all of the yeah. like, like selling a, like selling a like survival kit, <laughs> not that bad. Well, yeah, because it kind of morphed. I, I, I'm not totally clear on how this happened, but it kind of morphed into like the computers that the power company right. will go and wacko, and then your power's you gonna go pizzas. out. A hundred pizzas to survive because you won't be able to go to like, the grocery what? store. It's like, like the people now who are like buying toilet paper. I'm like, what are you doing? It is exactly like that because people are already like because of Thanksgiving and everything. I went to the store like earlier this week. And I went to Costco and they had a sign at the door that said, we don't have toilet paper. We don't have paper towels and we don't have Lysol. We're out. And I'm like, at a Costco. Yeah. They're just completely it's, yeah, wiped it's, out. It's. I feel like that's a very similar panic because it's like, it makes zero sense. Like, why are you buying like emergency food in Y2K? Like, that's not even what would happen. Like, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Like, and, and the... the the lights and stuff get me because, like, it morphed over time into, like, doomsday. Yeah. Everything's going to explode. Yeah, it's really interesting. Well, should we watch the uh, watch the explanation of someone who definitely looks like they're in a radio shack in this video? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I think we still have Whoa, a radio how? shack. I'm pretty sure. Or a crutch field. What, they're like the same thing, right? Crutchfields and radio shacks. I don't know because I live in the middle of nowhere and people are like, I gotta buy oh my, my God, speakers so and whatever else. <laughs> All right. For my Honda Civic. Okay, well, let's let's watch this. <laughs> let's watch this next video. This one is from some local news channel, so enjoy. A Calgary company hopes its new computer card will help fight the so-called Y2K problem. The company believes it has the only quick fix computer for the card. millennium bug. The bug will cause a lot of people a lot of trouble if they don't protect their computers when we reach the year 2000. Najma Yaksan has more in our Gosh, continuing miss, look at the I Y2K miss, problem. I know. News graphics the music, like this. too, is, is just, it's like unsolved mysteries every day. Oh, 1900, no! Code when you simulate the rollover to the year 2000 <gasps> on your personal computer. The clock rolled over to zero, zero, but the century didn't change. I just like the thought of computers being like, we aren't invented yet. Look at that disc. This is oh, the floppy test discs, software man. that will tell you what the extent of the problem is in the computer. And this is the card that will fix the problem. So this card will How many companies were created just to deal slot. with this? And then after it was over, they're just like, Millennium BIOS board. The Millennium BIOS board offered through Digital Frontiers in Calgary is a simple yet complex piece of hardware. It Look plugs into button. any IBM compatible PC. It allows the computer to recognize the year 2000. And this time the century changed to 2000. 
what the clock wasn't capable of doing by itself, it does when we add the Millennium BIOS board. Does anyone else feel like they're Software in a classroom like with that wheel-in TV when any of this stuff starts? Because I get problem. that <laughs> smell, <laughs> that like classroom wheel-in TV smell. Oh no. on the hard drive. That still needs to be done, and it's done separately. This solution works for anyone with a home computer, and is especially important for time-sensitive applications. Things like dated reports or receipts, which depend on the computer's time clock to be accurate. <laughs> It's important look, look to re-emphasize that this new piece of hardware is only one critical <laughs> half of the total solution for is your this PC. A it corrects the century, date, and time clock. You still need to make sure that your individual software it's programs City, are what you take compatible. And in order to do that, you oh, need to contact man. the manufacturer City. directly. Najmeyak Sam, Channel 3 News. That's a lot! The Millennium BIOS board is relatively Again, inexpensive. That's a lot of the money. hardware costs $200 oh, and offers stop. a permanent no. solution no, for PCs. Stop. There. Okay, I have one last one. This one's really stupid. I'm just sorry. I just had to show you because it's so stupid. At okay, get ready. On December 31st, no, I like this it. Is what could happen. I already like no it. No TV, no transportation, no electricity. All right. Trojan, <laughs> Trojan condoms, the most trusted for a most happy new year. <laughs> it, was like, it was like it was like a commercial for condoms, like saying the world was gonna end, and when? then the condoms like, all right, it's dark now. We're gonna go do it. Well, that's. I feel like that's how companies are handling yes. the pandemic now. From what I've seen, they're just like stuck inside. I don't know, eat a yeah. Ritz cracker. And oh my like, god! I know. I was, I was just saying the other day. It was like, man, you know what I miss? The commercials in the beginning of the pandemic were so much nicer than the ones now because they were just like sad piano, like they're like sad piano. <laughs> Like in these troubled times, sad piano, sad piano. If you if you are you know needing our help, we're here for you, sad piano. And now it's just like, why did you come down to Black Friday and buy a car and blah blah blah? And it's like, there's no sad piano. It's just like, why don't you put everyone in danger just by being an asshole? <laughs> like, yeah, they're all they're all about like sick of being inside us too. Why don't you go outside? Yeah. Oh, stuff. Firm, I am convinced that there's going to be a new baby boom because I have like six friends who have had children in this past year. And I'm like, yeah, wow, like it's true. This is kind of absurd. It's everyone was like, guess there's nothing to do. Guess I'll just make a baby. <laughs> like, I mean, if you're into that, that's yeah. fair. Like and it's like, I don't know. I feel like that's why I was OK getting a puppy is because I'm like, I'm yeah. stuck at home. This is the only time that, like, I am going to dedicatedly yeah, people, be People either be adopted home. pets or made babies. That's pretty much it. Thankfully, yep. I don't want babies, and I already have 10,000 pets, so I was set. I was set to go. <laughs> I was set to like, go. Like, I'm good. Yep. Just gonna hang out inside. But yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. But yeah, so there you go. There's the blast from the past, everyone. Some commercials, some... Some some think talk about chips to solve the problem. Some hoarding of food. I still think my favorite is the the Y two K survival kit. That one's yeah. That one's amazing. We should put those together. Yeah, the Y two K survival kit is amazing because it comes not only with the soup and like the food, but like a VHS tape that what you're supposed to watch when the power is on. Like I don't <laughs> with <Yeah>. what electricity. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. Another website I had found, I mean, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, was an archive tripod oh God, website no. <laughs> called Gary North's Y2K Links and Forums 
Oh boy. Mirror sites. It's a a hundred pizzas. Um, do you <laughs> about a hundred pizzas? Um, the year two thousand problem. The year okay. the Earth stands still. All right. It says so. So Gary here says we've got a problem. It may be the biggest problem that the modern world has ever faced. I think it is. At 12 midnight on January 1st, 2000, a Saturday morning, most of the world's mainframe computers will either shut down or begin spewing out bad data. Most of the world's desktop computers will also start spewing out bad data. Tens of millions, possibly hundreds of millions of pre-programmed computer chips will begin to shut down the systems they've automatically control. They will create a nightmare for every area of life in every region of the industrialized world. It's called the year 2000 oh. problem. It's also called the millennium bug, Y2K, and the millennium oh, time millennium bomb. Millennium time bomb. Millennium. Or... <laughs> Think of what happens if the following areas go down and stay down for months or even years. Banks, railroads, public utilities, telephone lines, military okay. communications, financial markets. What about Social Security and Medicare? If Social Security and Medicare go down, it will affect millions of people. Yet both programs are at risk. Both? Is this possible? Both. <clears throat> Is this possible? It's far more than merely possible. One man who thinks that disruptions are likely is Ed Yarden, one of America's senior name. mainframe computer programmers. <laughs> a human man. Author of two dozen books on programming. He and his daughter have written a book, Time Bomb 2000. You can read the preface by clicking the link I've provided in the category. But yeah, there, he talks about months before January 1st, the world's stock markets will crash. Who's going to leave his money in the bank if he thinks the bank's computer is not reliable? The government tax collection agency is... what? By the way, no government tax collection agency above the county level is year 2000 compliant. People will know in 2000 that the government cannot trace them. Will they continue to pay, especially if the huge government welfare programs for the elderly have shut down? But if governments don't get paid... What happens to government debt markets? How high will interest rates go in 1999 if investors think that governments will def default in 2000? What will high rates do to the world's economy? I don't know, Gary. Wow. wow. That's so dramatic. So he goes on and on. It's very long. It's dramatic. This is like a 20 paragraph thing. Yeah. <laughs> One last warning. I love this. It's like a mod. It's like the weird, the stuff we read today, his attitude about it. One last warning. The government's strategy all over the world is, one, talk this problem to death, two, form committees, and three, send out PR sheets that they will make it without evidence. But this problem cannot be talked to death or solved by committees. It cannot be avoided. There is an absolutely fixed deadline. Bureaucrats are not used to absolutely fixed deadlines. Neither are computer programmers. <laughs> All right. Uh, but also he has a PhD in history. Oh. So he says, I am not a programmer. My PhD is in history. I take the historian's view. Things are interconnected in ways we can barely understand. If you want to know what I think lies ahead, get copies of the three books that I mentioned in my free email report, Blind Man's Bluff in the three year 2000. Books. Yeah, I don't, oh, I can click here to receive my free report. I don't think it's going to work now. <laughs> I want my free report. Yeah, I think I got a, I got the Y2K bug error. Oh my so God. That's no. <laughs> <laughs> did not work but yeah this was i i'm really feeling the attitude he has in writing this like very good very good reminds me of uh, a lot of the conspiracy theories we've looked into yeah. now it makes me smile i really like it that's amazing it's just it's the blast from the past 
blast yeah. from the past. So that was to give everyone who is a uh, uh, a babu in here who does not remember this. It's it's like that. So it's like a real, I guess, kind of like the pandemic. You know, there's a lot of ridiculous theories about the pandemic too and people being like i don't want to wear my mask and i don't want to go i I don't want to stay inside and blah 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 so that kind of level of like the government can't do this i don't know similar kind of vibe we're we're living through another kind of thing like that it's interesting i know i having like having going through this pandemic definitely gives you a perspective on like all of these like big world slash like society things where you're just like oh no none of us know what we're doing all right cool That's yeah great. and if things cool. go awry we just kind of make it through we're just all, we're just all yeah we 100% just boned like <laughs> yep we just kind of like exist yeah. yeah somehow so um but i do i hate to tell you spooky scouts that y2k is going to happen again and possibly, maybe, if we're all, we, I might live this long, I don't know, possibly in our own lifetimes. All of you young people probably, yes, but, so it's called the year 2038 problem. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So this what is are real. What are talking about? So the year 2838 problem, also called Y2038, ep- apocalypse, Y2K38, or Unixed Y2K. Relates to representing time in many digital systems as the number of seconds passed since 00000 UTC on the 1st of January 1970 and storing it as a, as a signed 32-bit integer. Such implantations cannot encode times after 31407 UTC on the 19th of January 2038. Similar to the Y2K problem, the year 2038 problem is caused by insufficient capacity used to represent time. So pretty much computers that started in the 70s and they... There's some like weird thing in the software where they don't have enough room to to figure out this amount of time. So they're going to have to s- fix like transportation computers and stuff like that in the same way they fix them for Y2K in 2038. Wow. Yeah. That is bizarre. Luckily, it isn't used too widely. It's not. It's older. Like, it's much older. So the vulnerable systems are embedded systems that use dates for either computation or diagnostic logging are the most likely to be affected by the 2038 problem. Many transportation systems from flight to automobiles use embedded systems extensively. In automotive systems, this may include anti-lock braking systems, electronic stability, traction control, and automatic four-wheel drive. Aircraft may use integral guidance systems. However, this does not imply that all these systems will suffer since many such systems do not require access to dates. But for those that do, those systems which only track the difference between times and dates and not absolute times and dates will, by the nature of the calculation, not experience a major problem. So there won't be many things affected, but it's the same thing. Whoa. I hate that. Wasn't it also, am I imagining this or making this up or was there also a kind of theory that Y2K was going to happen in 2012. Yes, yeah. Well, because right? of the stupid Mayan thing, which was wrong, which is wrong so many times. It was wrong yeah, so many times. Was... <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know. I thought for per the Mayan thing that the world would just yeah. end, not that the computers would go down. But I think people were like, no, that this is Y2K. This is when it's happening. And I was like, well, I don't think so. I remember... The Mayan calendar thing was, so here's the 2038 problem if you guys want to read it. It's interesting. I am not smart enough to understand the computer stuff, so. <laughs> yeah, me neither. 
but I remember a teacher in like sixth grade being like, "What make us watch like a documentary on the Mayan thing and being like, yeah, the world's going to end. And like one of the girls in class just starting to cry because she didn't want the world to end in 2012. Oh my so gosh. It was, like, it was one of those conspiracy theory documentaries he was showing in class. And I was like, what are you doing? This is like. I remember watching and be like, this is a cool story, like, but I don't think, I don't think this is real. Like, this seems like a big stretch, you know? Oh my Ugh. gosh. I never had to watch anything at school about... I mean, I, this was a very questionable, I had very questionable school, so. <laughs> but yeah, I just remember, wow. like, someone crying in class being like, I don't want the world to end. And like, me literally being like, I don't think the world's gonna end. I don't think this is, like, real. I don't know. Wow, yeah, wow, wow, wow. It was really dumb. <sighs> well, I've also pulled up, as as I am wont to do, a forum. <laughs> I, I pulled up homesteadingtoday.com. Yeah, that sounds cool. I like I know. That. And someone was said, just for fun, Y2K Oh my stories. God, yes. Yes. <laughs> Another thread made me think of this. Says, where's your username? AR Transplant? That's your username. I'd like to hear some really funny, ironic, or plain stupid Y2K yes, prepping please. stories. I will start with this. An acquaintance went full crazy on for Y2K, sold their big home in the city, bought a farm. Someone gave him a tractor, well water, and along with lots of other stuff, bought a ton of wheat. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Two weeks after weed. January 1st. I was like, he's going to sell wheat. Smart. Smart. That's a, that sounds like smart. a valid thing to sell in the apocalypse. That would have been a good investment. Two weeks after January 1st, he sold his farm, dumped his wheat in the ditch, and moved to an even bigger home that is totally dependent on the grid. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. okay. Um, wow. That. So Horn, we have some responses if you're ready for them. Yes. Horn's box says, I'm just glad I was more naive back then. Stocked up the closet with water, bought a few extra propane camp bottles, maybe a bag of rice or two. I wouldn't have survived very long on that. I ate a lot before Y2K and got a bit overweight, thinking if I put on a few pounds, it could hold me over. <laughs> really, I think it was an excuse to eat a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> cool. Cheapskate says... Knew a fella locally here who was hunkered down, solar everything, enough batteries to power Cincinnati, enough booze and cigarettes stockpiled <laughs> to supply three infantry brigades, pallets of freeze-dried food, and the piece de resistance, a hundred pairs of male and female hamsters in cages in his basement. What? His thinking was his thinking was that they breed birth and grow so fast he would have fresh meat forever. What? No, you can't eat them. You can't eat them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they like, have diseases, like even pet ones. Like that's not a meat you should be eating. He he got a hundred oh pairs God, of them. No, ew, <laughs> ew. Oh my God, uh, that's not right. <laughs> I don't know if anything beats that. I'm I'm. That's the the wildest thing I I've mean, heard. Like, I definitely remember on Doomsday Preppers, which is an amazing show. Please watch it. It's so dumb. It's my favorite. There was a guy who was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna breed rabbits." Like, and he, like, had a shit ton of rabbits. So many rabbits. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, okay. Explorer says, from a government surveillance system. So this, I guess this person worked at a government surveillance system? Our staff has completed the 18 months of work on time and on budget. We have gone through every line of code and every program and every system. We have analyzed all databases, all data files, including backups and historic archives, and modified all data to reflect the change. What is what this? Is it? It's a... This, I don't know. They typed this long thing. Oh, it's someone just pretending to be the government. I think oh, wow. some larping. Got some strange. larping in there. Some, some yeah. larping on this homesteading forum. 
Yeah, Angel, that's a good <laughs> idea. Just make the little hamsters run on wheels. Don't eat them. They can make electricity. That's smarter. Make them run on little wheels. That's what I do. Wow. I'm floored by the, the hamster thing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, man. I, I truly, I don't know. Prepping is one of my favorite things to also watch. Like, to have people, like, say their reasoning for, like, going in a bunker... Or like to buy to buy like a million hamsters or rabbits and be like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> go off the grid, like everything's gonna get bad. I'm just like, I don't know, if it hasn't gotten bad yet, I don't know, things have been pretty bad. We're still here. Things have we're still here, we're still hanging yeah. tight. Um, this person kind of dives into the the extent of how intense this got. I don't know what polys mean. Polys and doomers. I don't know what the term polys means. Before the event, the endless flame wars between the polys and the doomers. Endless. It didn't take me long to avoid the places that were nothing but debates, arguments, and insults so that I could focus on pure prepping. Cupcake in chat said, I'm actually prepper IRL, but I'm a sane one that doesn't think the world is one power outage away from Fallout 2020. No, that's just that's, <laughs> that's just like good. homesteading. Like that's smart. I think being a little bit self-sufficient and knowing knowing your way around like, you know, a, a garden and stuff like that is important. I think we should all know where our food comes from and that kind of stuff. That's important. It's true. And also, especially if you don't live in a city and you live someplace like where you it's like the grocery store is super far away, like I would be a prepper too. So, yeah, it's like you just I just want some um, beans, but the store is an hour away. Got to have those beans. <laughs> Got to have those beans. Got to start yeah. farming. They bugging, bro. She made fucking beans. What the fuck? Um, This person goes on to say Y2K was just another scenario. This one with a clear deadline for the folks who didn't deal well with vague generalities. Get oh. ready by this date and all that. Then after the event, there was months of hee-hawing by the polys. See, I told you it was going to be nothing, and the doomers saying we spent hundreds of millions making sure it was going to be nothing. Changed the scenario from Y2K to hurricanes, nuclear war, bird flu, earthquakes, whatever, and it's all the same. Y2K never meant much to me until the Red Cross and FEMA began putting out publications on Y2K preparation, and our local power companies began talking about it. Then I decided maybe it was time to closely examine the problem. Did it change anything that we did? Not really. If you're prepped, you're prepped. The actual night of the rollover, I had the worst head cold in many years. And I told the wife, anybody starts anything tonight, I'm just going to shoot them and deal with the bodies when I get (laughs) up in the morning. All right, Grandpa. All 50 states and the federal government activated their emergency management centers, as well as a lot of major corporations. Plenty of uncertainty going on that soon evaporated. Lots of little glitchy stuff afterwards that slowly revealed itself in the following weeks and months, but so far as the average person was concerned, it was a non-event. The hurricane didn't strike, the nuclear war didn't happen, the flu pandemic (laughs) didn't occur, and the folks who can't find any reason to prep without a clear and present danger staring themselves in the face all went back to sleep. Until the next event comes along, which it did about two years later, which turned out to be a surprise party scenario, it's been steadily rising since. In a few years, things might get better and a lot of them will go back to sleep. Or not. Thanks, Alan. But yeah, <laughs> so it was. It turned into like I, nuclear war. Blah, blah, blah. All this stuff's going to happen. Yeah. I keep feeling like also, I feel like like there are some people like because of like the coronavirus that are like still in their Oh, for sure. Since, like January. Yeah. There was one lady on Doomsday Preppers who was afraid of a pandemic, had a bunker, 
And I was just like, this lady's still in there. She's still in there. There, it, It's funny. I think she's still, I feel she's like that was mentioned on this other forum. I, w- I wanted to bring up this forum. This is forums.somethingawful.com. Right? I don't know much oh, about no. that place. I just know. <laughs> oh, I recognize no. the name. It used to be really bad. I don't know if it's still it really bad. It seems pretty dumb. It was a bad place. Yeah. Yeah. So this person started a thread and said back in 1999, everyone was freaking out because supposedly computers weren't programmed to understand that it's the year 2000 and instead would regress to the year zero, which somehow would blow everything up. This was especially sensationalized by news who said important computers would shut off like the ones that control nuclear bombs. That's where that came from. I do. Yeah. Um, Are the bombs going to launch automatically because it's year zero? (laughs) It seemed like everyone thought they were going to die. So what do you remember about this time? Uh, Did your family hoard random items? Do you still have a thousand cans of expired corn? Did your computer actually explode? Did you listen to Limp Biscuit? And the the first comment I found very interesting. There seems, I I don't know, there's like a story that, there's got to be a story behind this person. But their their name is Paul underscore Soccer 10. They're banned. They are banned. Okay. But their comment was, I was desperately trying to warn anyone who would listen about the impending 9-11. (laughs) and i was like (laughs) wait so wait this guy said yeah he said in the year 2000 yeah that's just his comment he was just like he was like what were you doing in 1999 preparing for 2000 this guy was like i was trying to warn people about (laughs) 9-11 he was like i knew about 9-11 and i was trying to tell nobody acknowledges this person's comment they just keep commenting other things. Oh, my God. But it's there. And that's Good. what he said. That was his response. That's amazing. Alan. Going to tell him about 9-11. Yeah, was <laughs> Viru six in chat said that. Was that guy Tom Clancy? Seems like it could be Tom Clancy. <laughs> oh, my God. Could be. Someone named Albert Camus said, I was in the United States Air Force stationed in the Azores. And... Azores, Azores, and we were allowed yeah. to go enjoy New Year's Eve, but issued a beeper in case the Y two in case it Y two K'd, and we needed to hurry back to base. It did not, and they had fun on that little island with fireworks and dancing. A beeper in case a, a it Y two K'd. Oh my gosh! And someone said hiding wow. from this dude, and then there's like a little plush Y two K bug guy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh man. Oh my god, yeah, Tab Dassey in the chat said, Pagers use the same chips, these people. <laughs> so the, the government, the Air Force, they matter. gave them beepers. So they could be it didn't beeped. even matter. It didn't even make a difference. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So yes, there were, and then there's like some silly comments. Like, I remember Y2J, and I'm like, don't come at me with your Wait, wrestling. Do you remember Will, Will Smith's mil- Millennium? I didn't until you just said that. You didn't remember Will Smith's Millennium? Oh my god! I'm pretty sure it had the Men in Black song on it. I just forgot that that's what that was called. I remember the album art because it's like the green with him standing there. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! Yes, that has that has classics on it. Uh, (laughs) Will 2K, Who Am I? So fresh. Wild Wild West was on that one. Oh, that was it. The Wild, yeah, Wild Wild, Wild West. Yeah, because I've listened to that album many times on on Spotify, so I can listen to Wild Wild West. Yeah. I love that song. It's so good. Yeah, I like the Men in Black song. Oh, that one's good, too. Some good, mm-hmm. some, some, some bops. Some bops. Oh, yeah, Get Jiggy With It was on it, too. Oh, also man. Bop. Willennium. Was also a bop. Will 2K. Mm-hmm. 
Mojo, Mojo's sitting in the corner just staring at the wall. Oh, okay, Mojo. There's ghosts there. Yeah, she's look. She's looking at ghosts, Mo. Mo, stop looking at ghosts. Oh my gosh. A warm body says, my eight-year-old friend told me that God spoke to her in a dream and said the oh. end of the world would be in 1942. She believed that at the year 2000, the calendar years would restart and we would be at zero until we all died in 1942. What? She told this to me, then later told her mom, who set everything straight for her. Other than that, I remember some families stockpiling food and believing cars wouldn't work anymore because of the bug, in addition to everything else going wrong. I think my dad bought another gun for home defense or something around that time. Oh, my God. So, wait. So, if so, that would be 2042 is when the world's going to end. So, let's, I guess. let's pocket that for later, that this uh, eight-year-old yeah. said God said that the world would end in 2042. I mean, the oceans will probably consume us by then, so. Yeah. Or, like, an asteroid or a planet will hit us, like, melancholia. I think about that movie all the time. Do you ever think about that? Have you seen that one? Mm -mm. It's just, like, very... It's, like, the slow burn visceral horror that that guy's known for. Because he did Antichrist and some other movie, but, like, it's... Is it, like, about the end of the world? Yeah, it's, like, these people... It's just they're... You know, there's some personal stories, human stories going on at the same time, but they're in this house, and they find out that a planet like a moon-sized asteroid is like going towards the earth and they can't stop it and they're just like they just have to live their lives until they die and then the at the end it hits them and you see it like in the sky like you'll you could see it from far away as it's coming towards the planet so they're just like watching it like we're gonna all die like like there's nothing you can do about it literally nothing and i think about that all the time i think about how i felt when i watched it yeah it's awful don't watch it (laughs) it's very depressing like did they order 100 pizzas we need to get about 100 pizzas no they didn't i feel like they were just mean to each other from what i remember and i'm like yeah seems about right like what would you do if you knew you were going to die and could see the comet coming? Like what would you even do? Steal stuff. Um, it'd be horrible. Just go have a good time. I don't know. Watch, watch my favorite movies. Cry. Yeah. Do some drugs. Yeah. Do some drugs. Get real drunk. <laughs> Please <the> juice. <laughs> wow. So many things. Yeah. But yes, if you could see that thing approaching the planet and just. Just know that, okay, I have, like, three days left, and it's going to be end times. I feel like maybe, I don't know, I haven't seen it. Part of me wants to be like, I should watch it again, because I don't remember anything. And I'm like, I I don't want that existential dread in my life. I already got it looming just under the surface. I don't need to bring it out. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. No, no thank you. Sounds bad. I feel like the only other thing that I pulled up was there's a lot of conspiracy things like the lesson we should have learned about Y2K is to not rely on computers. And I'm like, well, too late. We're we're boned. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. I don't know what to tell you. Like if if Y2K happened now and everybody lost everything because we're all working remote and I don't know, it's just, it would be insanity. But like you said, we're getting through somehow in the midst of all this, so I feel like yeah, we'd make I it mean, work. Yeah, I mean, none of us have had to tap into our, like, I don't know, like, maybe some of us, I don't know, tap into our, like, soup reserves or whatever. <laughs> like, we're still hanging in there, I guess. Or toilet paper reserves. I'm yeah, not going to be able to like, get toilet paper because people are going bonkers right now. I wish people would stop with the toilet paper thing because I hate that. I know, I'm going to run out and be you like, don't need it. I don't have toilet paper because I can't buy it anywhere. I just want a normal amount. 
They don't need to buy the toilet paper. Like, it's not... Why? Gotta be prepared. It's upsetting. It's, it's like, everything's fine. Calm down. It's fine. The toilet paper's not going anywhere. Toilet paper is a form of currency, says Cognoggin. It is yeah. now. It, yep. It is now because people, like, don't want to, I don't know, just, like, buy normal amounts of things. To share. Everybody's got to well, wipe their butt. You're in Canada, uh, petite cherie, so... The, they're probably like at least remotely more intelligent. So yeah, it's it. It literally. It was earlier this week that I first started seeing it, which was when the news was like America is real dumb and we're probably going to go into lockdown again because none of you listen and are traveling for Thanksgiving. And everybody was like, yeah. "I'm still going to travel, but I'll also buy yeah, all the toilet talk, paper." Let's talk. Let's talk a moment. <laughs> like, let's talk about how how. Okay, everyone was, like, worried about Y2K, right? Right. And, like, worried about that and, like, getting their computers ready. And now people won't even wear a mask for a pandemic. Like, what is happening? It's because Where did, it, was made what politi- is happening? it was made into a political opinion rather than a right. scientific fact. Y2K was right. treated as if tech. this is a fact. This is a technological yeah. fact that computers fact. will bork. So we need to yeah. be prepared. And this was made into an opinion. Like, well, it's your opinion if you don't want to get sick. Or it's you, maybe it's fake and blah, 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 blah. That's the dumbest thing in the world. Isn't that's dumb? It is dumb. Tabnazian, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. They, they tagged me and said, going into another lockdown. Did you not hear about oh, yeah, LA? No, LA, is, LA is going into another lockdown. Oh, I live in the middle yeah. of nowhere. So everything's going to hit me later. I'm just talking about like my local area in the midst, in the middle of a valley yeah. of mountains where I just kind of like wave from afar and <laughs> things happen. We, late. we already, we already closed everything again in Seattle. Everything's already closed again. Wow. So, yeah. We haven't yet. Yeah, I mean, we still have some things, like, we still have, um, you can still eat outside. I mean, it's cold. No one wants to eat outside. Yeah. So you can if you really want to, but it's cold. Like, we have, like, a little, like, hop shop bar thing around the corner and, like, a couple bars that are open and you can, they do have outside areas, which are open to the air, so. So it's, like, the rain can't hit you, kind of, but it also can, so meanwhile i went to target today and saw several people not wearing masks i'm like did you wear masks to come inside and then take them off because i don't think they would let you but maybe they would and i don't know what to do about this but yeah we are i think that the last thing that happened was the governor said oh hey you know how i said 100 people could hang out inside now i only think of 25 that was in Virginia. Yeah. He said a hundred. Yeah, people. it was like some oh stupid amount. And then he was like, "Okay, well, and also you have to wear masks inside, or someone's going to get in trouble with the law or no. something." And people are just not caring because they're just like, "My rats." Oh my god. My body, no. my choice. Unless you're a woman, in which case, <laughs> never mind. No. So yeah, that's yeah. I don't are. like people getting close either. I mean, mostly what I've noticed here is like I went on a walk outside the other day, and there were a bunch of people, but everyone was staying like six feet apart. But someone like if you are if you slow down to like in my case, stop and take a gander at a mushroom, and take some mushy pictures, you know, like uh, people get just like pissed instead of like waiting six feet and just like letting me take my mushroom picture and move on they like get up right next to me and like walk right past me and i'm just like 
And don't say anything. They don't even say, like, hey, can you, like, excuse me for a second? And I'd, like, move into the bushes yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so you can move. Like, that's fine. They just don't say anything and then get really close to me, walk past me, and or, like, throw their hands up in the air, like, passive-aggressively, like... And I'm just like, okay. It's okay to use yeah. your words. Well, pe- people here are very passive-aggressive. That's, like, a Seattle thing. Oh. Like, people, people tend... It's like a weird pacific northwest thing where everyone's like yes people are passive aggressive and i'm like well i hate that and it makes me sad so <laughs> we get a lot of excuse me like if someone's in the way or whatever i'm just like excuse me and they're like oh my god i'm so sorry and everybody apologizes too much and then i'm like oh no it's fine i just i did get want to move yeah i did get a good mush picture oh well, so that was nice good good <sighs> yeah are we ready for some stories yeah this is some stories yeah. and this is I just, like, we just need to get through this winter, everyone. Take care of yourselves and get through winter. Get through winter. We can do this. We can do it. We can do it. I believe. <laughs> Tavnazian, that is true. If, if you're from New England, if someone has something to say, they say it. That is very true. Here, people just throw their arms up and get really close to you and be passive aggressive. Wow. It's weird. It, I know. Th- that's, that's bizarre to me. I don't know. I f- it is bizarre. I feel like people can be real jerks down here in the South, I guess. But also very polite because there's a lot of like societal expectations for like, excuse me and please and ma'am and sir and blah, blah. And that's nice. So. But like if you're they're being polite, why don't they wear masks? Uh, because also uh, you can't take my guns. Uh, <laughs> you can't tell me what to do because I'm a, I'm from the South. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Oh my like, God. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of double standards. That's the just, problem. Eject me into the, to the land, <laughs> uh, Well, oh. I have some stories from Charles in Canada, if you're ready. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. It's time for Fact or Fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. Charles in Canada says, Both of these incidents happened to my roommate Nick's about 20 years ago when they were around 7 or 8 years old near the rural town of Okla, Saskatchewan, Canada. They were on a... That can't be real. (laughs) That doesn't sound like a real word. Um, They were on a school field trip out to a local farm. I'm not sure of the specifics, but they were out in a big grassy clearing with their teacher in class. Suddenly, a metallic saucer-like craft with strange lights drifted soundlessly overhead and descended behind an outbuilding at the edge of the clearing. All of the children started running across the clearing toward the building. Just as they were about to round the corner, my roommate and the other kids all experienced a sort of jump like a film edit on reality. When they rounded the corner of the building, there was nothing there but a strange circular pattern of depressions in the tall grass. Nix's dad is a hunter and they recognized this as distinctly unnatural, definitely not deer beds. The second incident happened when they were at home. They came down the stairs into their basement and there, sitting on the refrigerator, was a boy. He was wearing tan shorts and no shirt or shoes. His whole body was blue and transparent, like he was made of living glass. He looked at Nix, opened his mouth, and a sound like radio static came out. Ew. Though his mouth moved like he was speaking words. Then he turned around in the refrigerator and crawled through the wall behind it like the wall wasn't even there, leaving no trace. Did it really-
Ew. Gross. Fridge boy. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like radio static. That's a nope for me. Ugh. Mm, what do you think, though? Do you think both of them know. are true, both false? The first one sounds more likely to me. I feel like hunters see a lot of like strange things out in the forest. So I'd say the first one is might be fact, and the second one might be fiction. Mm. So it might be faction, in my opinion. It's just my, I think. So I will let you know that Charles in Canada has informed us that both of these stories are 100% true. It happened. Oh, no, come both on. Both of them. No, that's horrible. <laughs> no. What What the hell? Charles. Like, what? No. Why? Charles. What the hell, man? The, like, ki- fridge kid is real? Fridge kid's real. Fridge boy. No. Gross. I hate fridge boy. No. Don't like him. Yeah, this is terrible. That's a terrible. That's scary. Ew. Hate it. No. No. Yeah. What drugs were involved with Fridge Boy? Fridge Boy. Come on. I don't know. Can you imagine? I I, I can't I can't genuinely imagine what I would do in that scenario. Never enter the house again, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> just burn it down. Burn it down. Just burn it. Just on fire. Just burn it down. I hate it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I hate that more than I hate the UFO thing because yeah. that's in your home. That has violated your personal space yeah. and it's scaring you. I know. I know. I mean, regardless of if it is real or not, someone experienced it. So we don't know how they experienced it, but they did. Yeah. So, okay. This story is from Nick. All right. Hi, Spooky Scouts. This story comes from my gran. Her father was a German immigrant who came to America with his family in the late 1800s, early 1900s. One day in his mid-teens, he was plowing the field with a horse-drawn plow. When he saw one of his cousins lounging on a large rock watching him work, he started to tease her for being lazy while he worked hard. He probably shouldn't have done that because that side of his family were all all well-known witches. His cousin got so angry at the teasing that she pointed at his horse and mumbled something in a language he didn't understand. The horse started to foam at the mouth and fell over. It was still breathing, but couldn't work. He had to plow the rest of the field by hand. As soon as he finished, the horse got up and was just fine. According to my gram, the cousin had wanted to get back at her dad, but killing the horse would had been really hard on the family. He never teased her again. Oh, no. Magic, magic dead horse. Rip horse. I don't know. I feel like magic should take longer than that. And I think about, like, folk witchcraft. It's usually not just a point. It's like an evil eye mm-hmm. kind of thing or, like, a, you know, like a, a poultice or a witch bottle or I don't know. I mean, that sound, that's cool. It's definitely cool. But I'm going to have to say fiction on this only because that sort of stuff was, I don't know, it was more... That sounds like a like thing to make the other side of the family look bad. Ooh, interesting. Well, according to our friend Nick, Nick says, according to their Graham, this one is supposedly true. It happened. Whoa, Graham. Graham says it. Graham says it's Graham true. Graham says it's true. That's scary, Graham. Graham, I'm scared. Yeah, Graham, I'm scared. Oh, Graham. I'm scared, Graham. It's scaring me. That's... Yeah, maybe. I mean, that it does sound like folk magic. It does sound like a, one of those old folk stories, you know? Mm-hmm. It does. It sounds like... I think there was one that I read in that folk magic book that was very similar, where mm-hmm. they killed the horse or, like, the livestock. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. There are some like that, though some... I don't know. Some I've read seem to take longer, but who knows? 
Uh, Graham wouldn't lie to us. That's right, says Victoria. Graham wouldn't Graham lie wouldn't to lie. us. I believe. I believe Graham. Yeah, I believe Graham wouldn't lie. Interesting. Yeah. I have one pulled up from Doom Girl, if you're ready. Okay. I'm ready. Doom Girl says, Probably the most upfront experience I have ever had was after my great-grandpa died. I was probably no more than 10 years old. I had a hard time dealing with his death, although we weren't close. Perhaps it was because it was my first time dealing with a death in the family. I remember crying every night until I fell asleep for a long time. One night, I was in my room in the dark with the door closed, and I saw a bright glowing blue disembodied hand reaching towards Ugh. me. <laughs> no! Rather than be frightened, I felt unusually comforted and loved. When I turned the light on, it was gone, and so was the feeling. As time goes on and memories fade, I can be sure that this really did happen because ever since, whenever I see similar situations happen in TV shows or movies, I have an uncontrollable urge to cry, but not because I am sad, but because I am reliving that moment again. Weird. I know, it sounds like a mage hand. <laughs> I guess mage hand from Bond the Grave. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. This could be fact. I'll say it. this sounds weird. I don't know. Why not? <laughs> it sounds weird. There's feelings involved. I don't know. Why not? It was, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's fact. I don't know. Well, Doom Girl sure. says fact or fiction. Believe it or not, this really happened to me. No. It's fact. See, I was right. It was real. It was real. Wow. That's spooky. I'm glad that it was a pleasant experience and not like a scary one. Yeah. I Yeah. It was, it was nice. Yeah. Ooh. I have a follow-up story. I'm trying to remember which one this was. Poppy Poppy sent us part two of Harbit Lodge. Ooh. And we've read so many. I'm trying to remember if I remember which one that was. There was a lot of spooky happenings in Harbit Lodge, not just the one I experienced myself. This story was told to me by my mom only a few years ago. One thing to note is that she refused to tell my sister and I this story for ages. Only when Grandma sold the house did Mom tell us. Like I mentioned in Part 1, Harbutt Lodge had a huge fire before purchasing was complete, and my grandparents during the 90s. By my grandparents during the 90s. The blaze was immense, taking a lot of the internal structures down. However, the fire itself wasn't, most, wasn't the most scary thing that happened that day. As you may be aware, firemen will buddy up in pairs and groups when on a job. I was not aware, but now I know. Um... This ensures both are safe and that they have assistance should anything go wrong, etc. That's not what they showed me in the movies. I'm just saying <laughs> that. doesn't sound anyway. like the films that I've seen. doesn't sound like... I saw Backdraft. <laughs> anyway. They were, <laughs> they were two firemen battling the flames on the topmost floor. They were facing back to back to fight the fire on either side. Suddenly, without warning, the fireman facing the left side reacted to something and bolted down the stairs, leaving his buddy behind. Luckily, his partner was okay, but when he later caught up to the fireman that had run away, he was angry at him for running downstairs without a word. The fireman who ran was reportedly pale and breathless. After calming down, he explained that whilst they were fighting the fires, he noticed some movement in the room, and, the f and then a figure rose up from the floor and began walking to slowly towards him through the flames. He described the figure as a girl in her late teens or 20s wearing a white dress nightgown, her gaze fixed upon him as she started walking through the flames. And that was when he ran, fearing for his life. He also refused to go back into the house ever again, stating he couldn't go back in there after that. I'm glad my mom didn't tell us about this till recently. I don't think I would have been able to handle another ghost along with the one on the staircase. So part one was the one with the flaming head that walked up the stairs. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. No. Also, this is just the mom from Supernatural, isn't it? Like, that's what it sounds yeah. like. 
Oh my god, that one was fact. So this one must be fact too, right? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Well, you got it. This one is true. <gasps> no. We got a lot of truth. So lots of a lot of truthers. Moon truthers yeah. tonight. And a lot of ones that are like really scary things. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. It's so spooky. Ooh. My lighting is too bright. Now it's dark. It just see. That's the problem with doing Spooky Saturday when we do it is because it gets dark and then my lighting gets all messed up. It didn't used to be so dark. So sad. So sad. Miss the sun. Missy sun. No, Missy sun. Shout out to a real one. <laughs> Shout out the to sun. the realest one. The sun. <laughs> the sun. The sun. I saw West yesterday. That's, That's why. <laughs> I, yeah, I was about to say that sounds like some West vernacular <laughs> you're throwing around. I know. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I have another one pulled up if you want to do one more. Yeah. All right. This one doesn't have a sign off, so I'm going to call it anonymous but it's called The Spectre. When I was a teenager, there was an old lover's lane that my parents and their friends used to hang out at called Gore Point. <laughs> Ooh, no thanks. I know that seems suspicious, but it was named because it stuck out like the gore of a dress. Not that it helped apparently. My parents would tell me about the legend of an enigmatic killer known only as The Spectre. According to them, some seniors had been at Gore Point one night and all but one left to buy drinks and get dinner in town. When they got back, the one car was empty, with the driver's side door dented in. The driver and his date were nowhere to be found. The teens called the police, and a search party was sent out. Oh my god. When it said seniors, I thought it meant senior citizens, because that's how old I am now, and I didn't think about high school seniors. Anyways, they later found the driver bludgeoned to death and hung on a tree. The other teen oh no. wouldn't be found until next morning, also bludgeoned to death. Since then, oh no. stories spread of a mysterious serial killer harassing kids at Gore Point. My parents swear it was true and that my mom had even caught a glimpse of the specter while up there with an ex. Me, the intrepid spooky scout that I am, decided it would be worth going up there, if anything, for having said I'd actually investigated it for the scouts. The place was dark when I got there, so I mostly relied on my phone light to see around. There were no other cars there besides mine, so I was pretty sure I was alone. A little ways into the trees, I caught a glimpse of something moving quickly between them. In an instant, I caught a glimpse of a white mask before it vanished into the dark. I freaked out, turning off my phone's light and hid in some bushes. In the darkness, I couldn't take any clear pictures, let alone see much of anything. All I could hear was the sound of something being dragged around. Eventually, the sound grew more distant, towards where I had come from. I moved slowly, trying not to make too much noise hoping whatever was out there wasn't waiting for me at my car. When I got back out, there was a tall figure standing by my car. I could actually see it now without the tree canopy blocking the moonlight. The figure was dressed in long black garments that flowed in the evening breeze, almost appearing ghost-like. In its right hand, it held a dirty sledgehammer, dragging it along the ground as it paced my car. No! As, what? <laughs> as it did, I saw it was wearing a solid white mask, the same white I had seen in the woods. I waited as silently as I could for what seemed like hours, until finally the thing apparently gave up on waiting for me. Once I couldn't hear the sound of the sledgehammer dragging on the ground anymore, I got into my car, started it up, and tore out of there as fast as possible. No! Gross! Why sledgehammer? For... for beating people. For beating? For beating! No. For beating and bludgeoning, I was bludgeoning senior citizens. Apparently, according to my brain, I literally was like, "Oh, senior citizens go up there and hang out." 
No, seniors, teenagers. Nope. Seniors, teenagers, teens who who are getting attacked by a, a bludgeoner. Getting bludgeoned. I don't know. I don't know. There's too many. There's too many con- like uh, convenient things in this. I'm gonna have to say fiction. Ooh. Like gore point. Come on. <laughs> gore, come on. Gore point. You lost. You on. lost me at gore. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm, I don't know. Sounds kind of. Sounds kind of fake to me. <laughs> Chad's, Chad's in the chat. Chad said seniors in your area. <laughs> seniors in your no. <laughs> no. So we miss you, Chad. Chad. Um. Well, Holly. You're too smart. You got it. It is fiction. I got it. It's fiction. Can't fool me. Can't fool Holly, except for earlier, but nope. we'll forget about that. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can't fool me sometimes, but not this time. Not this time? Wow. Wow. That one was frightening. I like that, that one. That was frightening. Thank you for such yeah. a well-written tale. It was a good tale, but Gore Point gave it away. Gore- <laughs> Gotta be a little more crafty with those names. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. If anyone would like to write us a story, please write us a true story. Write us a fake story, make it sound true, and yeah. send it to spooky Saturday stories at gmail.com. You have plenty of time. It's, maybe you have some time this weekend. Just send us some stories. Jury said, oops, all light switches. <laughs> yeah, if it's light switches, we'll get you. I need a, I don't remember. I wish there was a clip of that where I got scared of the light switch. <laughs> so, well, because you were talking about how the UFOs that are inanimate objects or the aliens that are inanimate objects mm-hmm. scare you. And someone was like, yes. Like a rectangular flat object attached to a wall or something, and you were like, "No!" <laughs> it's my fault. I'm so sorry. It's good. It is fine. It's beautiful. It was a beautiful experience we all had together. We'll never forget it. It was. And then I sent you a light switch at Animal Crossing. You did. <laughs> you did. And then it came full circle. It came full circle. <sighs> well, should we do more, or shall we call it a spooky night? It's getting dark already. I feel like we should save some um, okay. for next time. So we we talked about taking December off of Twitch episodes, right? Yes, yeah. December, we're, I'm I'm going to be focusing just on getting all my stuff put together in December and my 2021 goals and everything. Same here. I need some, Holly needs some some meditation time, some Holly time to sit there and, and figure all my goals out for next year. So, and I feel like Kayla needs that too. We just need some, we just need some time to figure out stuff. We're still going to be doing Spooky Saturday next year and we will be updating the Patreon. Mm-hmm. So if you're on the Spooky Saturday Patreon, you'll you will get your December episode. Mm-hmm. So we'll do a special Patreon episode and maybe even play finally play some Phasmophobia. Oh yes, your computer's fixed, so now we can actually do the things. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I will be. Yeah, I also will be in an Akink. There's an Akink holiday episode. I didn't know that. That will be live on December fourth. That's so, exciting. I didn't know about that. Uh, some some Strix holiday cheer. Coming your way. Is there some Krampus? No Krampus? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I have no idea. This I'm just being thrown in. So I think it'll be live on twitch.tv slash packs is my guess. How exciting. So that's on December 4th, I believe. But yeah, so we're going to be taking off Twitch episodes for December. Mm-hmm. And we're going to figure all that out. So. And the podcast will still release every other week as normal. So I think... It's obviously behind us as far as Twitch episodes go. I think the latest one was the Haunted Doll one. So and yes. so those will still be coming out every other week as normal. So if you want to listen to those and catch back up on some old stuff. And Jack puts in a lot of audio goofs. Hello there. They're really funny. <laughs> so They're amazing. Yes, it is. Yeah, if you don't listen to the podcast it, or to the actual audio podcast, I think it's all it's on Spotify. It's on all the podcast things. Mm-hmm. 
but it's very, very funny. And Jack does a great job. So thank you, Jack. We appreciate you. Yes, we appreciate you. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, we're just, I don't know. We're just uh, trying to get through the months. Yeah. Trying to get, trying to get through. I feel like it's just something about like the pandemic and this winter has like, I needed just like cocoon and like in my home. What and what was that planner? That I oh got yeah, I got so the passion planner. Yeah, I have I have mine right here. It's oh, sick. I got a passion planner. I told Holly about this because I think Holly and I got one too. Mine's coming in the yeah, mail. Yeah, Holly and I are gonna do like a year in audit twenty twenty one planning because I like to. Yeah. I started doing this last year where it's like you think critically about your year and you kind of let go of the bad things that happen and kind of learn from them, glean your lessons from it, think about the good things, and then look forward and plan the future. And then this mm-hmm. one, I can't show a lot of stuff because there's like some secret stuff in here, but it has a passion roadmap <laughs> for like what you're going to do the next year and the next three months and blah, blah, blah. So in December, I have to actually finish a big project. So that's in here because I did it. I did my roadmap a week ago. So it's for the next three months. The area of grievances, yes. It's just Festivus. In yes, it's form. just Festivus. Um, so you kind of like... A major thing of it is like letting go of that year Mm -hmm. and being like, because you can't really move into the new year and think critically about what you're going to accomplish if you don't accept what you've accomplished and failed in the previous year. So I think that's very, it's very important to think critically about those things moving forward to plan how your, your productivity for the next year. Yeah. That's my rant. So I'm, I'm going to try and do that too. I'm going to like do some like housework projects I've been like wanting to do. Just like, I just want to, I want to figure my stuff out. And I feel like my goal next year is keep doing Spooky Saturday. We're going to keep doing a lot of Spooky Saturday stuff. Maybe eventually if there's a vaccine, we can go to a Bigfoot convention. We will. And the Mothman yeah. parade yes, and then the festival. Mothman convention. Yeah. I feel like hopefully all the festivals and things come back after, uh, after, you know, this, this waking nightmare is over. And <laughs> I'm also going to focus on doing more of my art. Like, I really want to do more big art pieces and take them places and, like, take pictures of them and just do, like, I I miss making big art pieces. Yeah. So I'll still make, like, little ones and put them in my store and do all that kind of stuff. But I also want to do some really big pieces just because I haven't, like, I don't know, I miss making big stuff. Like, not, like, big, big, but just bigger, you know. Larger. Like a, yeah, like a larger piece of art with, like like um magic sculpt and like made of like cloth just like some weird stuff yeah like creepy art installations jury just like but not a gross monolith in the middle of the utah desert similar vibe but less aliens definitely human made rivets (laughs) definitely human assembled human Human made human assembled yeah Yeah, i don't know so i'm just trying to figure out what i want to do like i want to do some more things i want to work focus on things that bring me joy next year but also uh help me sustain myself yes so we're going to, Kayla and I are going to work on that and that fun little planner. Also an excuse to get a new planner because that's fun. Oh my gosh, this is very good. Like it's a uh, passion planner. So it's probably passionplanner.com is my guess. But yeah. they have different versions of it and it focuses a lot on productivity and like uh, breaking down your goals into an obtainable way. And I've been really into that kind of stuff lately. Yeah. My friend Ashley streams about it on twitch.tv slash scribemind. I think is what it is. It's Ashley N.H. Warren on Twitter. But she talks a lot about that stuff. And it's very helpful. 2021, it's yeah. going to be our year. Yeah. Well, it's, hopefully it'll be better than this year. Yeah. So. <laughs> it doesn't take much. If you, if you absolutely need a Spooky Saturday episode, <laughs> there will be one on the Patreon. And, and it's available all tiers. So if you absolutely need it, you know, you can sign up for that. If you, if you need your fix, mm-hmm. your Spooky Saturdays 
the Spooky Saturday fix. But yeah, so thank you all for being here. We appreciate you. We appreciate your presence. We also still have Spooky Saturday patches for sale in the Spooky Saturday store and uh, the zine and dice. So if you want to get Spooky Scout patches for everyone in your family and they're like, what's this? And you're like, you don't need to know. (laughs) You don't need to know. Just wear it. (laughs) Just wear it. Then we have those as well as uh, our zine and our dice and everything. So yeah. So we appreciate you. And uh, next year it's going to be good. Hopefully, again, hopefully we can get our MUFON accreditation. We can become investigators and go find some aliens. And uh, maybe we'll be the ones. Maybe we'll be the ones to (laughs) disclosure. Maybe that'll be us. Maybe we could be. Okay. Yeah, we have to do that. Honestly, I've been thinking about it a lot, but we really can't do any. We talked about this, but we were like, we can't do any field investigation right now. You can't go talk to people. I refuse. I will not. Um, I don't think I can anymore. I think I've lost that skill. (laughs) I thought about that today, too. Like, talking to people is, like, even harder than before. I don't think I can do that. I think maybe, yeah, I don't think I can. Incapable. But we will, in 2021, we will, because, like, we should go to these places, and when we are at these events, hit up some haunted places or something nearby and, like, go talk to people, like a haunted hotel and do some field investigation. That's the plan. Yeah, that's a good plan. That's a good plan. We just, we need to do more field work because I love traveling and this like whole pandemic has just been awful because I love going places. Like I love going to other places in the world and uh, just getting different weather and just, uh, yeah, I just like, go, like doing things. And this whole year has been like, you know what? You get to do stay inside. Just sit. I'm like, that's not good because you know what's inside? The internet. And you know what's depressing? The internet. <laughs> yup. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we, so, we will get there. Yeah, but stay healthy. Make sure to stay home. Wear a mask. Take care of yourselves. And uh, yeah, we will see you in the new year, unless you're on the Patreon, which we will see you in December. Yeah. Alrighty, everyone, take care of yourselves. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn the stream now. Bye. Thank you for being here. All right, you you are good. Okay, <laughs> bye. I'll just keep saying. <laughs> you're great. You're worthy. Hug yourself. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. You're the best. Make sure to, you're, you're irreplaceable. You're lovely for being alive. Bye. Thanks for joining us for Spooky Saturday. I'm Kayla Klein, and you can find me at kaylakline.com or on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at WeGrowingHens.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about Spooky Saturday and becoming a Spooky Scout, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookySaturday.com. If you want to toss a coin our way, you can offer the podcast some sustainable support by subscribing to Patreon.com slash SpookySaturday. Spooky Saturday airs live Saturday on twitch.tv slash wecrowinghens at 3 p.m. Pacific.